In Matthew 4.19, Jesus says, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Join us in this conversation as we discuss following Jesus, leadership, and doing life with others. Welcome to the 419 Disciple Makers Podcast. Hello, and welcome to this episode of 419 Disciple Makers Podcast. My name is Beth Laurie, and I'm your host. And today I'm so excited to have a special guest with me, Connie McIntyre. Hi, Connie. Hi, Beth. We're so glad Connie's with us, and she's with us for the second time. Connie was uh, one of our guests back in May of 2019. That's episode 19 on your podcast app. I would encourage you to go back and listen to that. In that particular episode, Connie tells about her story, how she became a disciple of Jesus, how she became a disciple maker. It will be very encouraging for you. But you also want to know that Connie is the founder and owner of Crossing from Chaos. She's a consultant. She's a coach. She's a servant for sure. She's my dear friend, and she's a disciple maker. Well, so many hats you wear, Connie. <laughs> we're sure, <laughs> and we're sure glad to have you with us today. I asked Connie to come back because one of her gifts and talents is listening and asking really good questions. And we see Jesus does that a lot in Scripture. Um, I always think of the passage where um, he was writing in the sand as the Pharisees were talking to him about the lady. Um, who committed adultery. And you could tell he was just pondering the whole situation and waiting. And he always had the best responses. And he always asked so many questions. They would ask him a question and he would respond with a question. So Connie, I would love for you to tell us why is listening and asking questions so important in our personal transformation? Yeah. You know, um, thank you for the the compliment on that. I, I can certainly tell you that most of my years in my my corporate world, I'm not so sure I was a great listener. Um, I, I certainly worked on that skill uh, as I grew and as it, certainly as I grew in my faith. But yeah, I think, um, first of all, it shows that love. Um, and I think that's what, you know, Jesus was teaching us that if you love God and love people, then you really want to be with the people. And what better way than giving them your time and, and just listening to what they've got to say. Um, love is such a, an action word. And sometimes we just think action means moving fast and maybe just talking all the time. But really slowing down and listening is such a gift. It's a gift of love. It is a gift of love. I think, um, to your point, it makes us feel valued. And I want to go back to something you said when you first started was that you weren't always a good listener, uh, that you sort of have grown into that, which is super encouraging for all of us today because it is something that we can grow into. So uh, as we learn to love better, we learn to listen better, we learn and we can become more like Jesus. So if it's not something that's in our toolbox now, there's still hope for us um, as we grow in this area. Oh, but, absolutely. I, I think it's a you know, maybe we're gifted with it when we're born. I don't know, but um, some people better than others. And yet it's it's a skill that we can pick up along the way. Yeah, it's a skill. That's a wonderful way of thinking about it. And so, so how do you become a good listener and how do you get better at asking like just the right kind of questions? Yeah. Um, first of all, I will give a plug for the 419 website. There's a great handout. Um listening and it talks about why we're poor listeners and and how to become a better listener so 
That's the first thing I would say. And that I did learn some interesting facts, though. It says um, we speak 130 words per minute and we listen and understand 400 words per minute. Hmm. Think about that. Those are big numbers. So numbers, yeah. even as we're talking or as other people are talking, uh, we're speaking a lot and we're listening and processing a lot. So with all those thoughts going on in our brain and um, trying to speak and listen at the same time, it's it can get very complicated. It can get complicated. There's all these things happening in our head, right? And we're trying to be present and loving yeah, to this person. <laughs> absolutely. I will share with you, uh, along the way, I learned um, some levels of listening that became a really good tool for me um, that I, I'll share. If you if you Google listening, you'll see all kinds of tools. There'll be Oh, there's five ways to listen. There's six ways to listen. There's all kinds of ways to listen. But um, these three really, really helped me. And the first one is, is just called level one. And most of us live there. So while you're talking, all I'm doing is thinking about myself. It's all about me. Um, so I say, you say, oh, I have a, um, uh, a new car. And I say, oh, I just got a new car. Or you say, you know, I did so-and-so, and I come right back. So you ever been in those kind of yep. conversations? <laughs> you just you just can't wait to speak because you're listening to them and you're going, oh, yeah, yeah, the focus on me. I can relate. I'm going to come right back to you. So um, that just kind of stops the conversation because a lot of times you're just going back and forth, back and forth, and, and the person really didn't get hurt. There may be something they really want to share with you, but you're so busy focusing on you, you don't hear it. Right. Then you move to level two, which is uh, where you and I are most, most of the time when you and I are talking, we really, really connect because you're focused on the other person. So if I say, how are you, Beth? Instead of just waiting for you to say, I'm fine. And we move on. I'm really listening for what's going on with Beth. And I listen to the words. I'll, um, if I can see you, that certainly t- tells you a lot as well, because in your handout, it also says 90% of communication is nonverbal. Mm. So just the way you say it or what you're doing or, you know, I'm fine, but maybe you, <laughs> you're excited, you're exhausted, you're something, something else is going on. So that's, um, that's how level two, but the person really feels hurt because you can feel that connection. You ever see people at a coffee shop and they're just like really into one another? Yes. Uh, that's that's where they're at. Okay, that's the third level so. is um, kind of focused on the bigger picture. So what's going on all around you, not just with that person, um, but in particular, if you're in a meeting and you walk in the room, you can kind of feel what's going on. The Holy Spirit gets involved and your intuition's all involved and you're like, hmm, feels thick in here or it feels heavy or or maybe it feels light. Maybe it feels like a lot of energy in the room. But that's kind of reading the whole environment. And that allows you too to to realize what level am I in? Um, That's how I learned. Because as I would practice and watch myself, I was living in level one most of the time. We're nervous, we're excited, we're whatever. And so we just keep going back and forth about 
about yourself. Okay, I'm loving what you're telling me because I've never um, used it in that way. And I really think this is simple for us to remember. So level one is when I am ready to respond to whatever you're saying. I'm sort of thinking through my responses instead of fully listening, it sounds like. And I also would think it might keep the conversation sort of shallow, right? Because you you, you just, it's like a ping pong. You just keep going back and forth. Um, Where you said level two allows me to just sort of sit back and really listen to the words, listen to what um, how they're being said, notice the feelings or, like you said, the body language. Um, and then level three is even larger. It's like uh, you're noticing all the stuff around you. You're probably paying attention to the Holy Spirit. You're sensing, you're using your other senses, like you said, your intuition. Um, and it really allows the listening to go even deeper, I would think, it to be even yeah. more um, in tune with with the other person and able to uh, discern well, I would think. Wow, that's wonderful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I hope that makes sense. So the the first level, like you said, is it's on me. I re- I remember one time um, when my husband was sick, I was running down the hall at work and going to the elevator. My boss ran by and she goes, "Hey, how's your husband?" And and you open your mouth to answer, and all of a sudden she said, uh, "Oh, you got your hair cut." <laughs> Okay, <laughs> that's that's part of that level one. It's uh, they're not really focused on you. Yeah, so like even when you pass people in the hall, hey, how you doing? Fine, how you doing? Like it's it's just sort of a I notice you, but I'm not really. It's not going anywhere, kind of stuff. Okay, yeah, yeah and, and there's nothing wrong with it. I mean, there's certainly times when you need to do that. You're you're in a restaurant, you got a menu, you got to focus in. They ask you what you want, you. Enter. I mean, there's there's nothing wrong with that, but typically, again, the focus is is back on you. Okay. And the conversation's not going to go super deep. So sort of functional, but not not deep. Okay, that's good. Very helpful. I like yeah. those levels. Yeah. So then, what about the fact that you do want to, you know, listen well, and then you want to ask some good questions, but sometimes it's it's hard to make it feel safe. Or it's hard to know when. Uh, so how how do you explore these deeper questions? Like how, how do you help people without you know I guess making them feel I don't know something that they're not ready for or making them feel safe? Yeah, yeah. I think um, you know back to that level too. I noticed when you were describing it back to me, you even slowed down. Mm. And there's something about um, slowing down when you're talking to someone. And making that connection, particularly if you're face to face, eye contact, you know, just just really paying attention, uh, being in the me- in the moment, present in the moment with them. Um, I think all of that adds to safety. Mm-hmm. And particularly, you know, everybody may not know you and have a relationship with you, but they can they can tell right away if it's a safe environment. And what I noticed is again. Slowing down seems to to bring about a little more warmth and connection. Well, that's that's good. So, sort of um, a, as a listener, if we slow down, then they'll slow down. And what you're saying is that is one of the steps of helping it go deeper is just by not letting people feel rushed, them feeling yeah. that there's space, even. Yes, there's space. And yeah, you you, um, you talked about asking some powerful questions. I mean, there there are lots of tools to do that. 
um, when you mentioned Jesus asking questions earlier, they're usually pretty short and pretty pointed. And um, I know sometimes we can get caught up in the story and our question will be so long, you can't really process it at the end. So I would say keep it, you know, keep them short. Do you have a couple of questions that are sort of your go-tos or do you listen and then ask a question depending on what you're hearing? Yeah, um, I think more of the latter. It's, you know, just hear what you're hearing. Sometimes repeating back, and I noticed that in in your handout too, on being a good listener, repeating back. If I heard you right, you know, blah, 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 this is what I'm hearing. Um, but also just, you know, what are you looking forward to? What is it that you need? What is it that you're longing for? Mm. Um, those kind of short questions, they're not, <laughs> that might sound super personal, but if the environment is right, you get a lot of information and connection with someone when you when you ask those type questions. Yes, I, I know exactly what you mean. Something that is is short, but yet re- very reflective. I like that word that you said um, on what they were saying. So like if they shared a story and they said that hurt me. And at the end, you say you you said something about it hurting you. So you're sort of asking a question in a sense, yeah. but you're really just giving them more space to talk about that hurt, right? Or that pain. Yes. Well, yes, because you you heard them. And uh, you pick up on that word. Yeah. Right. So sometimes just even a word or a phrase they said, uh, saying mm-hmm. that back or asking about that particular word can can even go to a no, whole nother place in the conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's that's so much part of active listening, um, picking up on, on what someone else said. So... From a practical standpoint of view, how do you use this like within a discipleship group? How do you listen and ask questions in your groups that you've had in the past or maybe in a sharing time? What does that look like? Yeah. Um, what does it look like? Oh, well, back to those levels. You know, it, it looks like level three um, because in a group, you're going to have all kinds of dynamics going on. Um People, people are rushed. They've got really busy lives. They're telling their stories. You're trying to, everybody's trying to catch up. And yet there's one person that's not saying anything. There's one person that's, that if you look, you might see they're hurting. Um, they might be joyful. Uh, they might have all kinds of emotions going on. But if you're not really noticing all that, you'll miss it. And uh, you can get through the whole group without picking up on it. So if you sit back and just watch and listen, um, the conversation flows and hopefully everybody gets what they need from being together. That's the the body of Christ, I think, when we're all there and can share and listen and encourage and support each other. I so agree with that because there's something, a beautiful kind of mystery that happens when we are sharing mm-hmm. deep and personal things within our discipleship group and um, I love the way that you talked about noticing not only the person who's sharing, um, because that's super value, valuable, we're holding them in a, in a very precious state, but someone else might tear up because it touches their heart, and it might be a very sensitive thing for them, too. So you're mm-hmm. noticing uh, in group dynamics, you're noticing how other people are reacting, uh, giving them space to respond as well. Yeah, you can do, you can do that on, online as well. Um, 
certainly much better, I think, when, when we're in person. But um, I've been noticing over the past year as people are online, we will tend to look at the bots we're talking into or talking to. But if you look around the room, there there's all kind of things going on. And it's just it's noticing and, and pulling pulling people in as the Holy Spirit nudges you, really. Yes, that's that's really good. And I, I, th- I appreciate you bringing up the online because so many groups now are meeting still online. And um, it's just as important, right? You might have to work a little bit harder. Maybe that's what Zoom fatigue is all about. But yeah. but it's still you can you can listen well, you can ask good questions, you can still have those same connections. I'm actually super grateful for the Lord for giving us such technology in the middle of this pandemic that uh that we can use use it that way. Yeah. In the in the world I'm in now with coaching and and um, doing some of the things that I do, some of the groups I've only met online and there's some there's some really deep conversations going on because I think everybody's really listening at that level and participating and you know there to support each other. Right. Wow, that's wonderful. So glad that You've been able to do that through all of this uh, this season. So we talked about we want to be better listeners. We want to ask good questions. Can you give us any practical tips uh, for moving us in that direction? Yeah. Well, for sure, go to the 419 website. Um, that's a really good handout. It's reasons for poor listeners, how to recognize a good one, keys to being a good listener. There's some There's some really good tips on there. So that'd be my first thing. Um, practice. Practice. If you pause and um, and check yourself in a conversation, you might go, "Oh, wait, I'm at level one." We, in fact, the groups I'm in, we we kind of tease ourselves, like, "Oh, I'm level one right now," but <laughs> it's okay. It's you know, the focus might be on you. But if you practice, you'll see. And I, I mean, I'm so honored to be speaking to a group of leaders here who I know already do a great job at this, but um, you'll, you'll know when you have that connection. I mean, there's, there's so much joy and, and love. And I personally feel the Holy Spirit just like, this is good. This is right. This is the place to be. Yes, that's, that's wonderful. That word practice, right? We're not, we've got to sort of do it. And what you're giving us today is the awareness, like, Oh, am I at level one? Okay, how can I practice right now to be at level two? And right now I'm at level two. How can I practice to be at level three? So that's such a good word. You know, we none of us get good at anything without practice. So um, thank you for that encouragement. Yes. I, I was in a seminar where she said practice makes progress. Mm. So it's not perfection. Um, yeah. That's right. It's not perfection. We're just we're practicing and we're making progress. Thank you. <laughs> That's freeing for for us as well. Well, um, Connie, it has been so good being able to just hear um, about listening and questions and understanding the importance of that. I, I wonder if you have any parting words for our listeners, any words of wisdom today? Yeah, um, I have a quote and it's not mine, uh, but I love it. It says, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And I think taking our time to be with, connect, and listen to people uh, shows them how much we care. Yes. Amen. I love that quote, too. 
um, that reminds us to 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 do uh, love um, as well. So we've got to, to got to care, and we can care in that way. Oh, Connie, this has just been such a joy and a pleasure to be with you today. Um, thank you for all the listeners out there. Please uh, share this podcast with a friend. They might be very encouraged as they hear Connie uh, teach us today. And then go to the 419 website, as she mentioned, that resource there about listening. Uh, there's other good resources there. There's other good podcasts there. So until next time, God bless each of you. See you then. Thank you, Beth. Thank you, Connie. For more information, check out our website, 419disciplemakers.org. 